Moses 1 in its ancient context. Moses' vision at the veil. Moses 1, 27-30. Book of Moses Insight, number 40. Having traversed the veil, Moses and Abraham experience a comprehensive vision of the earth and its mortal inhabitants through the ages. In both texts, this raises questions for the prophets, but the nature of the questions differs somewhat in Moses 1 than in the Apocalypse of Abraham, or Apab. Moses and Abraham behold the earth. The change in perspective as Moses passes upward through the heavenly veil is related in subtle beauty in the book of Moses. Previously, as Moses stood on the earth, he, quote, lifted up his eyes unto heaven. Now, after ascending to heaven, he cast his eyes down to see the earth and all its inhabitants. Similarly, Abraham is told, quote, Look now beneath your feet at the expanse, that is, the heavenly veil, and contemplate the creation and those who inhabit it, end of quote. Significantly, Kulik notes that Abraham's exploration of the heavenly world in a downward direction as the heavens open below is unique in the relevant heavenly ascent literature. He writes, quote, Other visionaries either moved from lower to upper firmaments or wandered in a horizontal direction. End of quote. Remarkably, this feature, unique to Apab in the pseudepigraphal literature, also appears in Moses 1. The translation of Rubinkovich is stronger than that of Kulik, indicating that Abraham is not merely to contemplate the creation and the inhabitants of the earth, but rather pay attention to and understand it. How can Abraham come to understand the universe? In terms that echo the vertical and horizontal divisions of hypocephali, such as the one included as facsimile 2 of the Book of Abraham, Rubinkovich explains, quote, If we pay attention to our account, we will see an astonishing thing. Abraham sees the earth peopled by the wicked, but he also sees Eden inhabited by the righteous. God shows him the sea ruled by Leviathan, but Abraham also contemplates the upper waters that are above the firmament. At the conclusion, he sees people at the left and right of the picture. What should Abraham understand by this vision? The answer is simple. The division between the righteous and the wicked is based on the structure of the world, where the forces of evil, the earth and the wicked, the sea and Leviathan, and the forces of good, the upper waters and Eden, each have their place. The entire universe has thus been projected by God, and it is pleasing to him. End of quote. In other words, as Lehi declared, it must needs be that there is an opposition in all things, or else there would have been no purpose in creation. End of quote. The Inhabitants of the Earth In their visions, both Moses and Abraham seem not only to have seen the inhabitants of the earth, but also witness the earth's entire history from beginning to end, like Adam, Enoch, the brother of Jared, John the Beloved, and others. Moroni taught that those with perfect faith cannot be kept from within the veil, in other words, cannot be kept outside the veil. The veil in question is the heavenly veil behind which God dwells in glory, whose earthly counterpart is the temple veil that divides the holy place from the holy of holies. Consistent with Jewish, Islamic, and other ancient accounts, Abraham and Moses do not receive their cosmic visions until after they have passed through the heavenly veil. This is because the visions in such accounts, derived from a blueprint of eternity that has been worked out before the creation, are usually described as being depicted inside the heavenly veil. Writes Margaret Barker, quote, Those who pass beyond the veil, 
found themselves outside time. When Rabbi Ishmael ascended and looked back, he saw the curtain on which was depicted past, present, and future. Quote, All generations to the end of time were printed on the curtain of the omnipresent one. I saw them all with mine own eyes. End of quote. Similarly, Enoch was taken up by three angels and set up on a high place whence he saw all history, past, present, and future. The heavenly veil corresponding to the firmament of the creation is sometimes represented as a shining pavement on which the Lord stands, or as the sea of glass where God resides. Islamic and Jewish sources imply that the unenlightened might mistakenly confuse such a crystal pavement with water. Such descriptions also relate to the white stone that will be given to the saints whereby things pertaining to a higher order of kingdoms will be made known. End of quote. Jesus himself, when he was tempted in the desert, saw, quote, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, an experience that Barker represented as, quote, a characteristic of the temple mystics' overall view of history, end of quote. Islamic tradition preserves the same motif in the story of how, quote, Adam took out the cloth and spread it out. Upon it were the forms of the prophets, namely the pious, and the pharaohs, namely the wicked, rank after rank, end of quote. Moses and Abraham questioned God. Now standing in the presence of God, Moses asked about the creation. Quote, Tell me, I pray thee, why these things are so. End of quote. However, an important divergence from Moses one, Apab, and Apab, Abraham asked the two questions of a somewhat different nature. The first about the origin of evil in the world, why have you set yourself with Satan? And later, the other about the origin of evil in humankind, eternal mighty one. Why did you ordain it to be so? Moses will receive a partial answer to his question about by what God made these things through a vision of the creation. He will also be told something about why these things are so. As with Moses, the answer to Abraham's first question will be found in his vision of the creation and the fall. However, the answer to his second question will come as he sees the unfolding of the history of Israel. Scholars, especially those who date this section of, the, of Apab to the years following the destruction of the temple, see the subsequent material as the sort of thing that a first-century redactor might have inserted into a potentially pre-existing heavenly accent text as a means of providing plausible context for the theological questions he aimed to answer for his contemporaries. By way of contrast to Apab, the questions about creation posed by Moses are more universal and timeless. In the mystical Islamic work, The Mother of Books, a petitioner also prays with, quote, a typical list of questions. My Lord, how did the High King create all these spheres and palaces? From where did he make the spirits? What was the origin of his creation? And receives an answer similar to the one given to Moses. Quote, the creation of these realms is hard to fathom. Not everyone knows the way to knowledge, and its secret is well concealed, end of quote. The Gospel of Philip specifies the mechanism of concealment in asserting that it is, quote, the veil that it first concealed how God controlled the creation, end of quote. Conclusion Joseph Smith may have been alluding to an ineffable, ineffable experience of seeing behind the veil like that of Moses when he wrote the following to William W. Phelps, quote, O Lord, when will the time come when Brother William, thy servant, and myself, shall behold the day that we may stand together and gaze upon the eternal wisdom engraven with the heavens, upon the heavens, 
while the majesty of our God holdeth up the dark curtain, until we may read the round of eternity to the fullness and satisfaction of our immortal souls. O Lord, deliver us in due time from this little narrow prison, almost as it were, total darkness of paper, pen, and ink, and a crooked, broken, scattered, and imperfect language. End of quote. We are told that Moses discerned his vision by the Spirit of God. By this we comprehend that the power behind Moses' experience was not just God's ability to produce a comprehensive vision, but an ability to change Moses so that he could comprehend it. End of quote. 